Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. This is episode 61. That is correct. That's yeah. crazy. I know. Crazy, crazy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot going on. I think that that's a good thing. That is good. I'm not we, mad we about it. We are nearing Thanksgiving, actually. We are coming up on Thanksgiving, so the holiday season's about to get crazy. It really is, because now I'm expected to buy gifts for people for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's so hard with my family with the guys. Yeah. Because they're like, oh no. I don't want like, Oh no, like, like t-shirt. I'm like, well... Okay, well, what kind of t-shirt? It's like, but you like, have so many. I know, V-neck, crew neck, what color? T-shirt. Okay, what size? I mean, I don't know. Like, you don't know what size you wear? <laughs> I know, we just recently decided with, like, my extended family that we're not going to do gifts. Really? This year. With, like, my... Um, used to, we do, like drawing names and do that kind of thing but I mean everybody's got you know everybody's got what they need and you know it's kind of like we just we all see each other randomly so I understand it's kind of just it's hard it's hard to like do gifts and so we're just decided you know we're gonna just get together and like have a big meal like we don't really do and just hang out and chill and It'll be a fun time. Still sounds really nice. So yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. I just like to eat. So. Well, and since my paternal grandparents have passed away, our family has kind of gotten smaller. I think, you know, when the patriarch and matriarch mm-hmm. die off, it really changes the family dynamics. So yeah. there were five kids in my dad's family, and he's really only close to his brother and his sister who lives far away. So really, we only get together at Christmas with his brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, of course, later, my mom's side of the family. But so it really has gotten a lot smaller, which I'm not sad about because that means less gifts. Yeah. And I have come up with this theory, not theory, but I've come up with this thing for myself of if you've never bought me a Christmas present, why should I buy you a Christmas present kind of mm-hmm. thing? You know, so I, I just very much feel that way. So, like, if you're an adult in my family and you've, like, never bought me a Christmas gift, like, I'm not going to spend my money to yeah. buy Christmas. It just feels unfair. Yeah. So, for the individuals who buy me gifts, I buy them gifts, and that's, like, a nice trade. Um, so yeah. Anyway, but, yeah. I recently learned how to crochet. So, everybody's getting, like... <laughs> crocheted items for well Christmas. and you know and i've mentioned this i'm going to give you some kind of ointment for your ales for my pain for your pain That'd yes great and probably you know some kind of alcohol to dull the pain mm, the emotional so, pain the emotional pain mm-hmm. and physical <laughs> i think it'll it'll help yes definitely all right what's this story about this one is it was actually sent to us by a listener i got an email the other day um it's been a little while now but 
um, from April, who listens to our show with her son, which I thought was really fun. Hey, thanks, April. Um, and she sent like three different case suggestions, one being the Vista worker that was killed in Madison County, North Carolina. Many people have A lot that. of y'all want it. I want it too. But fun fact, there's not a whole lot of information out there unless you read the book. And there's a book out there. I have the book. I also work full time. What? And try to sleep. <laughs> and I have other things going on in my life. So I don't get to read as much as I once did. Um, so I'm working my way through it. And we will do that episode at some point. I want to do it well, though, because yeah. so many people have asked about it. So I'm like, I want to make sure it's done and done well. Well, and uh, don't expect it from me because I just, I barely have time. Yeah, Holly has everything that I do plus has another human. Yep. A small human. Yes. Who so. takes up a lot of time. And, yes. And a lot. <laughs> Deservedly so. Yes. yes. So I will get there eventually. It's just going to take me a hot minute. But April also sent us two other stories and I picked one of them because I had never heard of it before and it was super interesting. So we're going to talk about the vampires of Dillsboro, North Carolina. Dillsboro as in between Franklin and Silva. Mm-hmm. Vampires? Vampires. Like, like, like Twilight. I don't like think they sparkled. Oh. I don't know. Damn you, Robert Pattinson. You ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I think there's that. I, they, I think uh, vampires have been romanticized. A little bit, a yeah. A little bit, Um. I was in middle school when Twilight came out, Jesus. the books. Um, so I was at that age where, like, the obsession of it was, like, it was crazy. Like, the crazy obsession. I was teaching adult learners at this point, and uh, <laughs> someone did ask me, they were on the younger side, but they did ask me if we were going to read the Twilight series. And I looked at them and thought... What? And I even said, what? Like, of course not. <laughs> this is college. <laughs> We're not reading Twilight, the Twilight series. No, I read all of them and was obsessed with them in middle school. And I watched all the movies. And um, it was like a huge part of like my middle school yeah. like experience. Um, that and I was a big Harry Potter nerd. I still am a big Harry Potter nerd. But when all of the Twilight movies came, or I think just the first one, I don't know. I rewatched them all during the pandemic. Well, shout out to my friend and colleague Chanel, because you would love this. She has a Harry Potter tattoo. <gasps> love that. Yes, it is really beautiful. Nice. So yep. you'll see her in a couple of weeks. We're all going to have a get together. So. Nice. Anyway. Yes. All so right. this is not Twilight. This is not Twilight. Not Twilight, unfortunately. <laughs> But this is about vampires. Vampires. Oh, my gosh. So vampires in western North Carolina. What? Yes. And in the well, Appalachian uh, Mountains. Uh, uh. I did not know there were vampires in Appalachia. I want to suck your blood, y'all. <laughs> y'all. Y'all. Oh, gosh. Um, I do hope they had a southern accent. I don't think they did, though. <laughs> hi, y'all. What's up? You're like, oh, it's a vampire. Like, hi, hi. Don't be scared of me. My thanks. I need, yeah, I need some dental work. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I just, come here. Just let me see your neck. But they would have been so sweet about it, though. Let me 
suck on your neck. Just come right in here. Come, come here. Sit on down. You need a coke? Here, have a coke. I had a, um, I, all I can hear is my, um, she sat in, when I was in high school, I dual enrolled at the community college. And she was kind of our, like, adult on campus because we were all still in high school. And her name is her name is Peggy, um, and she has been um, battling cancer for a while. But she would always call us um, her sugar dumplings. Oh, that's so sweet. And she was the is you know still to this day like hilariously funny. Um, so absolutely adore adore so Peggy. That is your vision of these. Vampires. That's my vision of these the vampires, southern vampires. Is southern vampires is they're telling me that I can just see Peggy in my mind going like, "Come here, sugar dumpling." Excuse me, sugar dumpling. Come here. Let me look. Hey, put up your hair a little bit. Let me see that neck. <laughs> oh, oh, she's precious. Look at that flash. I just can't control myself. <laughs> okay, so southern vampires. Southern I, vampires. What, the, the things now, the images in my head are just. It's like, great. I don't think slang. those are also probably not accurate, but it's a lot to think about. Stop <laughs> ruining my fantasy. So there's not a ton of information about these vampires, but thanks to April, um, sent me two um, links to some articles, and I was able to kind of pull together the story. Awesome. So I don't know 100% like how accurate the story is, but it's one that's kind of one of those that's been like passed down and passed on, and like that, people well, tell it over and over again, and it's, yeah. it's really interesting. So I wanted to just share it. All right, we're traveling all the way back to spring of 1788. Oh, wow. Okay. Way back. So, spring of 1788, the Alfert family set up their home in Dillsboro, North Carolina. Uh, there were rumors in the area that this new family was descended from royalty. Oh. So maybe not your... English royalty? I don't know. Hmm. But royalty... Interesting. Alfred. Maybe that sounds... Alfred? Oh, that sounds German. I think it maybe was German. I don't know. Anyway, gotcha. um, so they're here. They <laughs> Here they are. Here they are. They bought land um, by the river and built a large home. So big, like, think colonial-style home. Mm. Mr. Alfred was actually a doctor... And he opened a pharmacy in the family home. So in like the front rooms of the home. It was that big of a house that he could have like a pharmacy in the front rooms. And isn't that funny? Like nowadays you want to make that separation between work and your home life. Mm -hmm. and, and back then it was like, you know, come on in y'all. You need some drugs? Come out of the pharmacy. Come on in. <laughs> oh gosh. So he was the local doctor and apothecary. Yes. It was kind of a two for yeah, one. Yeah, two for one. Okay. Um, Locals were, you know, initially really happy that they had a new doctor in town that they could go to for illnesses because I would imagine back in, you know, 1700s, probably weren't a lot of doctors around, like setting up shop, or you may have to travel a pretty long way to get to a doctor. And, you know, I've, for work, I've gone through Dillsboro quite a bit, and I can say it, even now it's still somewhat, not really remote, but it's still somewhat small and... Mm -hmm. that drive from Dillsboro to like Franklin, there's very little yeah. up the mountain. Well, it's very like, little. I mean, even the town that I live in now, we have a clinic and then we have like a, you know, a community health department. But some of the places I went when I was working um, in hospice, 
um, thinking like CeeLo area. If any of y'all are around Mitchell County, you know, Yancey County, you know, like the CeeLo community has like a health center, but I mean, they're pretty, pretty far out there. Yeah, yeah. And tons of those like Bakersville and yes, like yes. way out there that don't even have like a doctor's office. Yes, even nowadays. Yeah, yes, so yes. it's, I'm imagining so it's kind of like that. I can see how they would be really excited and it was a two for one. Yes, you get a pharmacist and a doctor. Doctor. So, kind of, everybody's excited, you know, they've got somewhere they can go to for illnesses, um, that's like in town, great. Um, however, the, you know, mood kind of shifted a little bit when two men, um, who had both gone to the new doctor for gout suddenly died. So this kind of made the attitude shift a bit towards the new doctor of like, uh, what are you doing over there? Um, both the men who died had been, you know, really well liked in the community. Um, and there was actually some anger towards the doctor over the deaths from community members. Was there any cause of death noted? No, um, it was, you know, they just had gone in for this treatment and then died. Okay, so any, and you probably don't know, but I, I wonder if it was like some kind of radical treatment. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, back then they had these elixirs that they're like, oh, this can cure your, what ails you. And it was actually like some kind of poison. Well, I mean, not too long ago, we thought that um, lobotomies were a good idea. Not we. <laughs> not we. Um, yeah, and they are not. The medical community. Yeah. The mental health community felt that lobotomies would control not only seizures, but behaviors um, and difficulty, what they call difficulty with the brain. Um, and that was what, like in the 40s and 50s? Yeah, like that's really not been that long ago. Yeah, and so we're yeah. talking about 1700s now. So you can only imagine what yeah, what was happening out there. treatment was being used back then. Yep. Um, a local minister was able to kind of restore the peace for everyone, and, you know, everybody was pretty chill um, for a little while. God that, bless him. Yeah, that minister tried real hard. Um, didn't work out well for him, though, because that fall, the minister's young daughter was found dead in her bed. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did uh, someone kill her? Well, she had puncture marks to her throat. The minister's wife said that she had seen a dark form above her daughter's bed. Uh, the wife had screamed, but it was too late, and the daughter died from the attack. So we've got some, some marks in the neck now. So we're starting well, to... Well, we know back then she probably wasn't a junkie. No. Um, <laughs> she wasn't a user. We weren't injecting she things She her neck. Okay. Uh, this death, you know, caused some chaos in town. Uh, people began claiming that a vampire or a group of vampires were in the area. Groups of men would go out at night and search for vampires. They did not find anything. <laughs> listen. Look and listen. <laughs> All right, Freddy. You got your lantern? Yeah. Marshall, you got your lantern? Yeah. Let's do this, boys. What Listen, are we doing? there was no fear in these southern men. Like, early 
like Heather guns. They were ready. Yeah, they were ready, man. They were gonna let's, get it done. Let's get out there and let's hunt us some vampires. They had no fear. They were on it. I like it. I just imagine like going through the streets, you know, and they're like looking for this or these vampires who killed this young girl. Like, we will get justice. Don't worry, Pastor. We got you. God is on our side. We shall fight this evil. I mean, that's probably pretty much it. I think so. I, mean, I that's... think that's, that's probably what it was like. Yeah. But, but then can you imagine the fear of, like, the people at home who were like, okay, Daddy's going out to look for them vampires. You know, I, I don't know. I just... It's crazy. It's really kind of funny. It not is now. Death. Not her death. Like, looking back on it, it's we can kind of laugh about it. But I'm sure in the moment, that was like... Scary. This is what we're doing. Scary. And I mean, you've got to think with uh, sort of the religious origin of the beliefs of, you know, the demonic forces and the spirits and all these things that they really were trying to protect people. Yeah. You know, they yep. were vigil antis, essentially. They were. Wow. Um, they didn't find anything. That is their, shocking. Their search. Um, they did report, though, that they had seen a large bat-like creature fly over them. I wrote in quotation marks, probably an owl. But they thought <laughs> it wasn't an owl. Or what if it was actually a bat, because they were out at night? So the other article that I read um, said that they had you know, claimed that it was too large to be any kind of... Um, bat and like animal so think mothman I, w- I was just going there so Haley has an episode if you haven't caught it called Appalachian Legends mm-hmm. um, and one of them she talks about the mothman love that guy <laughs> whom she, she wants to marry <laughs> besides uh, Bigfoot Bigfoot mm-hmm. Also yeah. Mothman. Yeah. Well, when it doesn't work out with Bigfoot, she's going to hook up with Mothman. Yeah. You wait. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> yes. So it was some kind of creature they said was bat-like, but much larger that appeared to be human-like. Mm-hmm. Mothman. Mothman. So I think we Nailed. found the origin, origin story of the Mothman. Look at that. So. We're just solving things left and right. Yes. Well, a few nights after these men had gone searching for the vampire, a young boy ran to his grandfather's home and said that there was something up the hill in his home attacking his parents. The grandfather, you know, got some other men and they ran up to the house. Once there, they found the parents and the two young daughters dead with puncture wounds to their necks. Soldiers were actually called in um, and searched the area. Nothing was found. I think we got ourselves a serial killer here, friends. A serial vampire. Mm-hmm. By February of 1789, the community had kind of chilled out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forget so quickly. We hadn't had any, like, you know, vampire, vampire issues. Um, so everybody kind of chilled. Um, however, one evening um, after February... Screams were heard from a house in the village. When the men arrived, they said that a black form in human shape ran from the house. So I'm assuming it was just a person in the shadows. It had legs. It had legs. It ran. 
Uh, there, when they came in, they found bodies of a young couple, this time with bite marks to their throats. Was there any other, co- like, any other um, marks or any other cause of death? Not that's been reported in anything that I could find. Um, I think they're, they're thinking that they bled out from the injuries to the neck. That would have to be... I mean, we're talking about, like, carotid artery or something. Yeah, you'd have to get pretty precise. But if so, then you do bleed out pretty quick. Right. So. So that's fascinating. And and you really have to ask yourself, was this actually someone who was a serial killer going around and doing this? Right. Um, and, you know, some people's thing is biting. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's their uh, kink. Mm-hmm. So maybe this was part of this person's sort of kink. And maybe also, who's to say they were just bitten? Because if you bite, it's not going to be, you know, hit the carotid artery, I don't think. I don't think you could bite that hard, could you? Probably. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It'd be difficult. But wouldn't other people then, like, attack? Like, I don't know. I just feel like he had to subdue them. Right. In another way. Like suffocate them or something i don't know it just it feels weird it does feel weird yeah so that one was kind of weird all right so we've got this black figure running out of the house that no one can catch nobody find well more men came down and were told that the murderer had run down the hill and had gone into the alfred house When they got down there, Dr. Alfred refused to let them in the home. When the sheriff arrived, they dragged out Dr. Alfred and tied him to a tree. Oh, dear God. Yeah, it escalated very quickly. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, when we arrest someone, we typically just tie them to a tree. Yeah, we, yeah. you know, there's, this is the 1700s. That's They're true. Just, it wasn't know, like they were like... They didn't have a cruiser sitting out there to put them in the back. <laughs> Vampire, so just, uh, get in here. Tied him to a tree and were like, stay there. Probably beat the hell out of him. I'm sure yeah. they did. When the sheriff got there, you know, they tied him to the tree. Uh, <laughs> then they went into the home and they found that the beds were empty for the rest of the family. So the family is not, not there. upstairs sleeping. They're not where they're supposed to be. Downstairs, they found three caskets. The bodies were in them. Mrs. Alfred was dressed in black, lying in one of the caskets. Alive. (laughs) I did not see that coming. She hissed and cursed at the men as they pulled her out of the casket. (laughs) It's a vampire family. (laughs) Yep. Did they have garlic around their necks to protect them? I don't think so. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, she's chilling out down here. Now, I don't know about you, but (laughs) every time I have been to, like, an open casket funeral, and I look at the casket with the person lying there, there's a part of me that thinks, God, that's probably really comfortable. 
Like, it's really like the cushion in there. It is pretty cushioned. It's pretty cushioned. And, and the nicer, the more expensive casket, the like even more lush it is. Yeah. And the lining's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Haley, myself, and uh, a friend of ours, uh, we, we did lose someone uh, that we knew quite well recently, and we went to his viewing. And my first thought was actually like, God, his casket's beautiful. I know. It was beautiful. The whole, like, the way that he was dressed was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. The flowers, the casket, the whole just, like, ambiance, you know. And, you know, most dead people are, uh, talk about ghost-like. I mean, they sort of do. They don't really look like themselves. He looked phenomenal. I really was (laughs) very much expecting him to just sit up and be like, hello. Hey, Miss Haley. You know, look, I was waiting for that. Yeah. I was too. I know. There was a second where we, all three of us were standing there together, and I was like, he kind of looks like he's breathing. Yeah. I had that, you know. And then you have that panic inside you that's like, he's not dead. I know. Um, and that could just be denial. But Yeah, we kind of cycled through a lot of stages of grief really quickly. <laughs> yes, yes. They had sort of a... a you could go to the viewing, and it was sort of an all-day kind of thing, so you could kind of just come and go, yeah. and um, which was really, really nice. Uh, so we, we stayed there for a little bit, but we did. I think we went through all the stages of grief mm-hmm. very much in that moment. But nonetheless, you're right. I had that same thought about, wow, his casket looks so cozy, and it was like lined with red. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was sort of the theme I noticed, and that must have been one of his favorite colors because... He was wearing a beautiful suit with a red tie. He mm-hmm. looked fantastic. He so, looked like he was ready for a night on the town. But here's the question, back to the story. Did Mrs. Alfred, she was dressed in black. Mm-hmm. Was the lid covered to the casket or it was an open casket? I think it was open. Oh, okay. But the open. children weren't in the casket, the other caskets. No. Where were the children? It's funny you should ask. So, um, later in the night, the sheriff and the minister announced to the crowd that had gathered there that the Alfords and their son were vampires. Wow. The Alfords were hanged. Oh my God. And then put back in the house. And the house was burned down. Oh my God. Son who would have been 15 at the time, was not found and was never seen again. Okay, so only the husband and wife were hanged. Mm-hmm. And they were the only ones in the house. The son wasn't in the house at the time. Okay. So, But he had a casket there, presumably. That was for him. So maybe he was just out and about or out looking for blood. You know, he had, he was, he had a hankering. As sometimes we do, like sometimes I have a hankering for ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he had a hankering for blood, and he was out working, you know, trying to fulfill that need. And his parents just so happened to got caught, and they were taken care of. Did they burn the house down to ward off the evil that would have come from the vampires? I guess so. Um, I guess they wanted to really make sure that they were, like, actually dead. So they um, hanged them and then burned the bodies in the house. house. And this is also a great way to cast blame on people in the community. Like, if you're pissed at the doctor, it's a great way to be like, oh, yep, vampire. Vampire. But it does cause you to question, 
caskets. That's interesting. There were no more unusual murders after that in the area. Like nothing like that ever Damn happened it. This again. This makes it now so difficult to determine. And was it more like this was a religious practice for them? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they had immigrated. This was maybe a religious practice of theirs. And they weren't really vampires or they were, but I don't know. I don't oh, know. God, this is so It's really interesting, though. Wow. Wow. But nothing ever happened afterward. Hmm. Interesting. That is crazy. I mean, it does lead you to believe, like, okay, maybe there's some legitimacy to this. But if this happened in the 1700s, this is an oral history. Things have been changed over the years. Right, you know, and so, there's no, like, record from this time. Right. I mean, there's nothing written in, you know, like, right. we haven't found a First person, journal like or a diary from that time, and yes. it's, you know, just been passed down, which I think is still really fun. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Um, I think the story is fascinating. Um, it's really, you know, I think the people of Dillsborough have kind of like hung on to this tale of being the first like vampire investigation. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really, really neat. Um, fascinated. Blows my mind. Yeah. That is so cool. It is really uh, You know, I, I hear a lot like the count from Sesame Street. One cookie. Oh, ah, 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 ah. Two cookies. Oh, ah, 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 ah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Dr. Alfred had that kind of voice, but it would have been kind of cool, like, I am your apothecary. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's something else. But nonetheless, several people passed away. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is, though, is like if the stories of these people that died are true, who killed them? Yeah. Like, if it wasn't a vampire, and who killed them? what if the son was a killer the whole time? Yeah, I don't know. Like, where did he end up? Did he go off somewhere else to kill? And it's not like during this time period they were checking DMB records. And, right. You know, they were checking CODIS for any kind of DNA match. Uh, so God knows what happened to him. He could have lived life in obscurity two miles down the road. You know what right. I'm saying? So anyway, it is fascinating. That's kind of crazy. Well, if you guys have any more stories that you would like us to tell, uh, even any more vampire stories, one vampire story, we would be happy to hear it. How do they do that, Haley? Yeah, you guys can um, send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. You can find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. And find us on our Patreon at Mountain... Nope. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mountainmysteries. I did so good on that one for so many weeks. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. And that's the one that makes us money. You need to make sure you got that right. I, yep. I have to. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, I want to give a quick shout out. And I'm going to do a, a cross the pond shout out here um, over the sea. I'm going to give a shout out to Sweden. Nice. Who are listening. So thank you guys so much for listening. Whether you are domestic or you are uh, overseas, we are so grateful. All right, Haley. Well, that's it until next week. We'll see you guys later.
Bye. Bye.